You said you're going to tell us. Well, fuck you, Craig. And welcome, welcome, welcome back to the 80th rendition of Cooped Up Conversations with Aaron, Joey, Prokop, and me, Cooper. And joining us today, a very special guest. She is an absolute riot, tearing it up around the Connecticut River Valley comedy scene. Fresh on the scene as well, just taking it by storm from the get-go. Miss Lila Sparks, thank you for joining us today. What up, you guys? Thanks for popping my podcast, Cherry. Dude, yeah. <laughs> That's how you fucking start. Oh, no, yeah, I, I do. I didn't. I see. I like said. Oh, I see. I don't know. I thought it was a funny joke. Sometimes you just had a not... stroke mid sentence. <laughs> yeah, it happens. That's kind of the whole deal. Um, but yeah, thanks for fucking. Thanks for joining us. How how are you doing on this uh, lovely Wednesday? Honestly, pretty good. I just ate way too much at a restaurant. It's going to be a crazy night. Way What'd too you much. Eat? Um, I got a giant burger. Basically, like everything that I know is going to fuck up my stomach, I went for it. Like onions, that's going to be an issue. Ton of cheese, and we had like cheesy nachos. Oh, um, <laughs> for some reason, I felt the need to have like bacon and tater tots and a fried egg on the burger. Oh, so. dude, that sounds see that sounds like a feast of champions right there. That seems like something that is needed. Every once in a while, you need some fucking nachos and ba- you need all the works, dude. That it, it's just just I now just I'm craving like it. I've been in this weird headspace where, by no means, am I on vacation. But I've just decided mentally lately that like every day is a vacation day, and I'm only doing what I want to do. See, so. that's. That's a fucking, that's a way to live, that's the way to live life sometimes. I don't know. You can't take it too seriously. Every once in a while, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta fucking take a little vacation from stress. I'm trying to do that, but we almost got stabbed this weekend. And so now I'm back on being high strung. Are you gonna elaborate or are you just gonna drop Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So I, I, I talked about it with, uh, with Nick James yesterday on a quick little quick chat that I'm going to be putting out before this episode comes out. So that doesn't matter. Go back and listen to it if you didn't. But uh, <laughs> we were taking the red line back from, um, we went out like down t- uh, somewhere in Boston. We're taking the red line back to Joey and Aaron's apartment in Bor- Dorchester. And Aaron decided to be this like woke fucking hero that day where he's like, I'm not going to sit in any of the open seats around like not trying to be a dick, but normal compete. He sit kind of in the part of the train where there was a definite amount of homeless people sitting there and he sat right across from this guy who looked out of it from the get-go. And I'm like, this is going to be interesting. You can kind of just feel it. So I'm sitting, sitting, staring straight ahead. And this guy like wakes up and he looks at us like it's me, Joey and Aaron. I'm sitting in the middle. I have my leg, like, like cross Joey's fucking got his leg cross scroll and Aaron's fucking not paying attention. And the guy just like mumbles. He's like, not going to lie. I just really want to fucking hurt you guys. And, we're just sitting there kind of minding our own business. And I kind of was like grilled drunk. I kind of just kind of slowly nodded my head, just being like, this is going to be an interesting little exchange. And he just kept on building up and building up. And he started tearing shit out of his pockets and slamming shit on the fucking thing and screaming. Wait, 
I, first of all, back up. What was in the pockets? I feel like we're missing out. Uh, a lot of stuff. At, at the end of the day, I was waiting for him <laughs> to pull out a knife or gun as he started to say more seriously, no, I'm going to really fucking murder you guys. It's just and marbles the, and like rubber ducks falling out. <laughs> it was, I don't know. He had a lot of shit in his pockets and I didn't really take a look at it because I was trying to not break my stare from out the window because I'm like, <laughs> if I make eye contact with this guy, he's going to go ballistic. He takes his shoes off. Goes into his sock, pulls out a fucking crumpled up $10 bill, and snorts <laughs> something in it. Maybe it was allergy medication. Who am I to fucking fill in the blanks of what it is? But anyways, he starts getting more pissed off, more pissed off. He's like, you stole my family, my house. And then he looks at us, and he's like, you're a fucking white supremacist. And that's what he started screaming <laughs> at us. And at that point, Aaron turns and looks at me as he said he's going to slit our throat for like the third time in a row. And... One Aaron looked at me, he looked at me and goes, so you're the curator of it all. He's like, Buffalo, like started screaming nonsense about stuff I apparently orchestrated as a white supremacist. And then he pulls this out a knife. Like so funny in the beginning. And now I'm sitting here like, it's I'm not like, funny. Anymore. Yeah, it wasn't it, yeah, like, this sounds like a ghost story. <laughs> and the whole time I'm just staring forward. So he pulls out a knife and I'm like, oh, my fucking God. And he starts saying he's like do you want to know what the name of my knife is and it was i still none of us picked up what the name of this guy's knife was which was unfortunate and he's because he started to explain why he named whatever the knife was that name and aaron stood up and got off the train because we pulled into a stop so i get up as uh, when i notice aaron not get stabbed in the chest when he stood up and so <laughs> i get up he gets up behind us still screaming at us and Aaron's looking at him as I'm getting off the doors and he like hits me and goes run. So I like, don't like, I, I'm thinking this guy's fucking right behind me about to stab me. So I fucking turn right, start kind of like speed walking and the friggin' ramps closed. And so I turn back to the right to like get onto the train again. And the door closes before we could get back on the train. So I'm like, fuck. And so there was a train on the other side of the tracks. We got on it. The guy was blocking the one exit. It was a whole thing. And then he got on the same train back to Ashmont later that night um, and thankfully didn't notice us. But, yeah, it was pretty spooky. Um, and This is, like, both the best thing I've ever heard and most entertaining while alarming. But I also am having this back thought of, like, I feel like this just turned into, like, a therapy session for you to get your trauma out. You're like, no, but I, like, I'm like, I don't even know how we got here, but I'm glad we're here. I'm glad you're yeah. okay. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Now I'm a little more high strung now. Now I'm like, all right, because here's the deal. I've had knives pulled on me before. I've said it before. Uh, our our good dear friend Chet pulled a knife on me because I called Jesus the first socialist or something like that. And he pulled a knife on me. And I've had other people pull knives on me before. And first off, I didn't think that these people would stab me. This was the first time I ever felt like I would actually be stabbed. Um, And he definitely would have. I don't know. He was out of it. Joey thinks he wouldn't have stabbed us. Joey wanted to stab this homeless guy. There was a whole thing. But my thing was, he called me the curator of it all. And uh, I had a, an, an idea in my head that he probably wouldn't have stabbed me one time. It would have probably been 30. And I'm not going to pretend that I would have been able to fight somebody who snorted allergy medication out of a $10 bill in his sweaty, dirty sock. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I would have fought that person off. So, it was something else. But yeah, it was it was it was, uh, it, was it was a good Thursday. You know what I mean? Then then my girlfriend had an allergic reaction in the bar the next day. See, and if her you face... only 
if you'd only taken the allergy medicine from that See, man's like ten dollar bill, she would have been fine. She literally would have been, like you said, absolutely fine. But she didn't take that guy's allergy medication, so I had to run back to her friend's apartment. By the time I get back to the bar, her eyes are closed because she can't open them. She had no idea what her surroundings were going on. She still didn't want to fucking leave the bar for whatever reason for another 10 minutes. It was a whole fucking thing. And there was, this weekend was great. So that was one of the like, weekends that make you low. feel alive. Yo, love, doesn't matter if I'm wheezing in the back. <laughs> I'm gonna have no, she fun. wasn't wheezing, which is good because she probably would have died if she wa- did. Because Joe, Joe saw He's not talking because his mic sucks or whatever. It was but pretty Joe, bad. It was, it was bad, yeah. Like at her first, friend, I, I can't believe she's making you go all the way to her apartment, and then uh, halfway, I was like, "Geez, like <laughs> Cooper might be saving her life tonight." Well, that's, the thing. that's why, like, I because, like, at the end of the day, like, she has, she wouldn't have made me walk back like that far to the apartment unless she was actually starting to panic. But also, my mindset is, is like, then why didn't she fucking leave after? Because, but her friend was like, "Yeah, I don't notice anything with your eyes." She kept saying that. Apparently, and uh, I can tell you one thing: it was she looked in like she like the bouncer took us like she's a very attractive girl. So when like she came out of the bar and the huge bouncer took two steps back and goes, "Are you all right, ma'am?" It was like she was like she she was like this is she like this is insane. Like this is what deformed people must feel like. She's like I look like a monster, and um, it was quite a quite a scene. She didn't look like a monster, but. She didn't look well. I'm Other like, people noticed it. So that was our weekend. Then I almost got T-boned by this drunk driver on the highway down here in this shithole state that fucking I call home now. I like that this all was like, well, how are you doing? It has like two sentences and you're like, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's got, sorry. That's kind of that. that oh seems God, Cooper in a nutshell. Yeah, that's kind of the deal. But also I feel terrible because um, – that's a terrible fem- feminist move I just did as as a self proclaimed feminist on this podcast. That was really bad of me to completely Ew. shut you down and take over. There's, the- there's so many people that talk to me, and then after like one comment, they're like, "I just want you to know that I am here for the women. I apologize for my hate." I'm like, "Ew, I don't care about that." Oh, <laughs> well, give you a little secret. That was kind of like part of the bit. <laughs> we had the. Oh, uh, sake i have to say i have such a bad habit like i can fully be in the comedy industry and i cannot take like a fucking joke like you could be blatantly sarcastic to me and i'm like actually (laughs) no well the other thing is is we have to be uh we have to put it on the record that we are self-proclaimed feminist um because aaron said uh and he's not here to defend himself but he can't defend himself because he said it on multiple podcasts now (laughs) he said that he would never lose an argument he's never lost an argument to a woman and that if you lose an argument to a woman then you um then you uh are doing something wrong that's what he says so (laughs) we have to kind of make up for that i don't want to speak for him and he can't defend himself but i just want you to know what he said and that's what he said Well, that, well, at the end of the day, we he also he also uh, has publicly supported Michael Vick um, for not mm. being at fault for letting dogs tear chihuahuas apart on his property because it's not as bad as throwing the chihuahua into the cage. Apparently, that was what he said. So Aaron's got a lot of hot takes. Good thing he's not here tonight, and we can just take a positive move uh, in in the right direction. And you know what's great is we sandwiched Chris Warren in between two women, and uh, that's also great for the public relation. I think. Because it it, it kind of so- softens the buffer 
Um, so if you have, I like this, I like this callback or like promotional thing. Like, and if you want to hear Chris between two girls, well, yeah, no, well, because if you you would, if you heard the Chris Warren episode, it would make a lot more sense why we uh, are cushioning it with two girls on the other side of it. That was also an unintentional. It was never intended, intended to go that way. You were actually supposed to go before Chris Warren or something. I don't know. The dates got all fucked up. The problem is, and I feel bad because people come up to me and they're like, oh, like I'll come on the podcast. And I'm like, oh, that's great. And then I lose track of who's when. And honestly, good good on you for being one of the only people that remembered what day I said and held me to that date. Because if people don't hold me to that date, I will forget. I feel like I'm a chaotic person in a lot of ways, but very organized in others. Like... Well, you also did text me what day it was uh, that we had the podcast, and I said, "Oh, it's on Wednesday." And then uh, <laughs> you called me last night saying, "When? What time does the podcast start?" And I'm like, "Well, it's not. Too, it's you kind of threw my time off." I'm like, "Why am I at the Hungry Tiger if it's a Wednesday?" <laughs> I think I know. I think three times I texted saying, "Is it on Tuesday or Wednesday?" You clarified. I'm like, "Perfect." And then I was like, "Oh my god, I missed the podcast." Like. No, Lila, we just spoke about this. I'm like, you're right. I'll talk to you next week. Me last night. I'm like, I missed it again. <laughs> oh, man. What are you going to do? But hey, Pro Cop, how's that fucking garden going for your wife, dude? That seems dope. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so what are you going to fucking... Pro Cop's, Pro Cop's uh, a real anomaly because he's a communist who's not going to tell his kids about Santa Claus. And then he also is a home, one of the only millennial home, homeowners I know. So I don't know what to fucking think about you. You don't believe in Santa Claus? I do. He believes in Santa Claus. I believe in the the. Lo- I like how I make you defend this every week now. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time I edit the podcast when I go. Huh, I made fun of Pro Cop for because he said he doesn't want to tell his kids about Santa Claus, so that no, way I they. I, I don't know, man. I don't want to lie to my kids, but at the same time, I'm not gonna fuck. Don't tell them about the Easter Bunny. The Easter Bunny's fucking weird. About how I That's feel. one to skip. Christmas. Christmas is not one to skip. And then they, if they were smart, they'd put the two to two together. They're like, if there's not a magical bunny that hops around putting eggs in my yard, then maybe <laughs> there isn't someone who comes down a chimney. Why is, is you to- choosing that Santa's the better one to tell your kids? Like, you're teaching them stranger danger their whole life. And they're like, yeah, but this fat guy that's going to come in, no, he's fine. But you're like, the Easter bunny is where it's fucked up. That's crossing the line. Oh. <laughs> uh. yeah. Yeah, what are you gonna do? But so, Lila, do you you started the comedy. You started doing comedy. Uh, when did like really recently, right? Like last three months, two months. Yeah, um, pretty what recently. You... Um, yeah, I am a fetus. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> a child. <laughs> Dude, but you fuck. Do do you have anything? That, by the way, we should do this earlier on, so that way we can capture the ADD minded. Uh, smooth brains that we have listening to our podcast um for the most part i love these transitions (laughs) yeah do you want to do you want to put uh plug your stuff so that way they can see all the times that they have the opportunity to come watch you do comedy oh heck yeah okay okay hold on let me get my little book do to do how cool is it to say that it just makes me feel very adult all right so June coming up in June on six four, I will be at Hawks and Re. Wow, Jesus, I can't talk. Hawks <laughs> and Re. <laughs> You're like, Lila, this is your time to shine. All right, six four, I'll be at Hawks and Reed in Greenfield, Massachusetts. Um, six five, I'm going to be doing this little pop up 
um, it's like a shopping thing, comedy, music, food in Seymour, Connecticut. Um, six, eight, I'll be at the Red Nun in Dennisport. Um, so if you're... No yeah. shit, you're going down the Cape? Yeah. Who do you know doing a show down the Cape? Um, AJ... I don't know who that is. AJ something. <laughs> How do you know all these fucking people already, dude? This is crazy. How do you know someone down in the Cape? That's fucking nuts. I'm I'm grinding. I'm grinding. I'm trying. And... Dude, tell the Cape guy that I say what's up, dude. I need something to do when I'm down there. <laughs> and then catch me at um, 6 9. I'm going to be at 10 forward in Greenfield, Massachusetts. Um, 6 25. I'm going to be doing, I'm very excited about this comedy fight club in West Hartford. Um, I went to one of those, I think my first month and it was just a really cool experience to get to watch and to get to do it is just crazy. So we'll see about that. And then 6 26, again, the same pop-up in Seymour, Connecticut. 7-1, I was going to be on Desk Camp, so just so everyone knows, I am doing a change of that. That's going to be in September, and I will be on that with Chris Warren. Um, so 7-1, instead, I will be doing a show with Ange Buxton at the Quarters in Hadley, Massachusetts. And then I'm super, super excited to promote this. On July 16th, I'm doing this thing called Inclusion Infusion, which is going to be, I believe, four comedians. We have two musical acts. And then a bunch of local artists and vendors um, basically really supporting the Northampton community and local artists. Um, so it's like a one-stop shop, and I'm really stoked for that. So, yeah. That's awesome. Do you have an Instagram that they can follow you at so they can keep track of all of that great stuff? I do. It is Lila Sparks, L-I-L-A-S-P-A-R-K-S underscore. So you can catch me there for Instagram. Um, by yeah, the way, man. when she said 6-5, that was June 5th for you idiots, dude. Some people might not know. <laughs> but anyway, no, that was, that was fucking rude. Why am I being rude to people today? I was, I was all amped up playing fucking Fortnite, too. Like, I wasn't playing against fucking middle schoolers. I don't know <laughs> what the fuck's going on with me. But anyway. I like oh. your strong opinions. Thanks, dude. I'm I'm all amped up today. I don't know. It's because it's the moon's in retrograde or something like that. I've, I've read it online. So that's why I, I have the excuse to be an asshole today. But uh-huh. anyway, that, that was <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. I need to fucking get out of it. Hey, Joe. Wow. Dude. Uh, that photo you took yesterday of Aaron with all that fucking stuff, dude, was just like, that should be a poster, dude. We should... We should make that a t-shirt, dude. Aaron getting yelled at by Kira with the, her looking her over over his shoulder, not doing work while drinking, smoking cigarettes, I, and vaping. Myself, like he would never come out with me. But I think because she was there, she wanted something to do besides watch Aaron like, go on his computer. Dude, he, see, the thing is, is Aaron, and we can make fun of him because he's not here, Lila. Aaron, um. And he never listens. You know what's crazy is at, we've done this podcast for two years, and Aaron's been on it since the first episode, and he has not listened to it once, which is dope. So I love making fun of Aaron when he's like his own stuff. Yeah, no, not once. No, I feel he's like super that's super dope though, because I feel like when you leave like a voice message and you hear your own voice, it's traumatizing. Like yeah. Every time- Hear my recordings. I feel like I sound like fucking Elmo or like a squeaky toy, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> See, my voice doesn't bother me as much as how huge I look on some videos, depending on the lighting and angle. I'm like, I can't be that big. I know I'm big. You know, what I mean, I'm like, I'm not stupid. 
but I'm not fucking like I, I looked huge in some of the videos early on and I'm like, ah, I'm gonna need to go on a diet. I have not it's, seen a video where you look big. Well, that's because I strate- see I put out some bad angles of me, but I've strategically not putting out the like I could have said the best joke I've ever said in my life, and if I didn't look good in the video, I wouldn't put it out. Oh, but, didn't you see? You know okay. I'm, because, I'm almost unless it's a meme. I tried to do the same thing, but I was at Bishop's maybe like two, three weeks ago. I had the most random panic attack. I don't know what happened. I haven't had one in years. This was like a few hours before the thing at Bishop's that I was doing. And I think originally I was in a very cute outfit, like well-tailored, looked great after this panic attack. And I get there. Before I went in, I was like, oh, I don't want to look weird. So let me change my outfit. And what I ended up putting on was like the weirdest pajama fucking looking outfit I've ever seen. It's like you can see it. It's on my Instagram because I put a reel from it because I'm arguably like I was so proud of that set and the timing. But my outfit was absolutely bonkers. And I was like, you know what, though? This still deserves to be posted. It was about mental health awareness. So I was like, all right, I guess that's fitting. I don't know. <laughs> what dude i sorry i i fucking i dropped my phone I, I put, but um yeah i i'm trying to think you what re- recap one second what you said something about your outfit that's i'm sorry for being rude no one else said anything which is also just as rude guys um i do like that this is Cooper and like it's just Cooper and me today, and the others are just breathing in the background, like we're so here. that so happens, guys, no, because the other one who off. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Poke up, you never there. talk, There's so don't make it out like you normally talk. Yeah, that's can't. not. That's... I'm just. I got to poke up myself a little bit. Okay, sorry. Poke up doesn't poke up doesn't normally talk because even when we see every week in in this winter I did it and you can't say I didn't Procop, I would be like Procop, please come with something. Every this time week. you say Procop, I'm just thinking Robocop. <laughs> Well, he is a little. He's. I get that one a lot. That's so funny. Because Pro Cop of... doesn't talk. Pro Cop just watches. <laughs> <laughs> he's always. He's always watching. I, I love that. I love that. I'm like a, a fucking model. And then Joey mutes himself because he has a. I think he has a meeting until nine. I don't want to echo. Why? I was echoing. No, you weren't least... echoing. Who said you? I wasn't. Echoing? Who said you were I thought someone said I was echoing, so I, I muted myself. He's self-conscious. Well, I'm also typing, so I don't want to clack, clack, clack. Yeah, you're in a meeting, I'm, right? No, I'm not. I was, but I'm not anymore. I'm good. Oh, cool. You're like, I wouldn't miss this for the world. Doesn't say a single Dude. word. <laughs> I will end my Dude, that's the thing. Second. These two are, like, they're both loyal, but both you guys, some episode, of like, you guys didn't talk. I feel so bad. No, dude, this is... You Aaron guys got the same thing. Meeting content going like, I can't. I can't include. There's nothing I yeah, can say. Okay, dude. You know what? You can include though. Here's the deal, Lila. First off, I'm gonna apologize on behalf of all men for completely ignoring your like. I'm gonna listen back to it and be like, that was a great point, and that would have been a great like thing for me to retort to. And I dropped my phone and can't do two things at once. But I looked up, "Am I an asshole?" And this title just grab grab grasped my eye. Uh. It says, am I the asshole for ignoring an autistic guy on my flight? <laughs> and I'm intrigued. So uh, this is... That's a uh, good one. Yeah. But it yeah. seems like what level? It's not like the subway guy. Well, level. I'm sure we'll get into it. it. 
I'll 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 start it off with that. She, this girl is a 19 year old female, so this could go one of two ways. It matters, and I I guess from I the like start of it, I'm going in with that. If you're a 19 year old female, yeah, I feel like, I like expecting them to talk to you is like you're a creep if you. Wait, yeah, I like, at like the other day, I wouldn't miss- talk to anybody on an airplane. <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm staying focused on like my snacks and the video in front of me. Although that is a complete lie because I've been to Japan a few times because my ex was stationed there and it's like twenty hour flights each time. And I would like to say, Oh, I'd stay to myself. No, I fucking bother everyone because I'm like the child that's like, Hi, hello, what you up to? And everyone's like, Shut the fuck up, Lila, but like I get so that bored. Would, that if <laughs> Dude, it was like the people on my flight back from Ireland when I'm like, I was the first time I was probably sober all week. And I'm watching these two, this older woman go to town with her like younger gold digging boyfriend who can't barely speak English. And it's this like old withered up white lady from Boston. And it was just the hardest thing to watch. So I couldn't, I just can't do stuff like that on the plane. Talking, people going to town. Honestly, just any human, any human like kind of activity in general, if you're on a plane or a subway or anything, like I was getting fucking pissed. What, what was happening? We were on the green line uh, and we got on the green line right after the Red Sox game finished. So we're on the train with a ton of fucking drunk, like about our age, like 24-ish, like, or younger people. And there's like this one fucking girl who kept on chanting, let's go Red Sox. Like clearly drunk, clearly just the like, like the over the top, like I'm going to try to be the coolest girl on the planet kind of thing. Like anybody who cheers on the plane, like just like there was a guy who was doing it too. And it drives me not like stop. And this guy I, in my head, I was thinking, I'm like, this is a fucking travesty that no one has said anything to these people. And finally, this kid in front of us speaks up and goes, shut up. It's May. And then there's friends. I'll try to calm him down. But I'm like, no, let the man speak. He's speaking for everybody. No one wants you chanting about the Red Sox in May on the fucking train. We're all standing there. It's all crammed in. Some of you guys probably have COVID and that's apparently a thing still. So I don't, it's, everyone's uncomfortable. If I'm on a plane, like Lila, you're a great person. If I didn't know you and you came up to me on a plane and started talking to me, I would maybe go ballistic. I, I, I can't. You did go ballistic. The first time well, I'm like, point. I'm just like this happy little ball that does not know social cues. I like genuinely like, I like your outfit, man. Cooper's so ready to be angry. He's like, why would you say that? Huh? Are you fucking with me? Was, why would you see that was early? You're that was so early right, on. That was bro. I don't like so I I didn't know if so. My biggest thing is once once I'm comfortable in a situation <laughs> or with the people when I can read them, then I'm fine. But when I'm getting to that point where I'm getting comfortable and trying to like pick up on people's like deals, I don't. I'm like uncomfortable, so I can't like, and I'm in like, like. It was probably the first time I've been in like social interactions outside the workplace since COVID ended. Like, so doing stand up, I thought everyone was fucking with me. I genuinely thought, uh, for whatever reason, all these comics would be these like pranksters that are always doing bits and that everyone's like super friendly to each other and doesn't act like 
it like I thought that everyone was gonna be fucking like, and it, you, so I assumed you were just fucking with me, and uh, <laughs> it, 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 what you you did. Ah, oh, that was such an L. That was such an <laughs> L interaction. I I did something else to someone else too. I fucking can't remember what I did. I did something <laughs> right around the same time, and I'm like, this is a great way to fucking start. <laughs> but. No, I feel like I feel like it got to solidify our bond because now I can always give you shit. I remember this lovely moment of how we became friends. Because I feel yes, like exactly. if that not happened, you wouldn't have reached out to be like, yo, my bad, dude. And I was like, it's cool, Coops. <laughs> yeah, I just, it took me a bit to settle in. I'm starting to get it. I'm starting to settle in a little now. But it's just like, I don't know. I don't like, see, my thing is, is like, I just don't like f- fucking with people. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like. I, don't I like, just don't like people, which is why well, I have gonna, a podcast to invite people to talk to me. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't. I don't know. It's uh, what are you gonna do? You're the king of with people. I don't know what you're talking. About. I fuck with, but I fuck with people I know, or when I have people with me. I don't like when I came and I'm down here by myself. I don't know anybody, and like, because here's the deal. I said it to you, Joe, when we I started doing comedy. Did I not? I said, Joe, I low key miss having you like kind of around in social situations. Like, where you can chuckle and people get it's a joke. Like, I feel like my problem, like one of my problems is like people don't get I'm joking sometimes. Like, that's my problem. So if I'm uncomfortable like that, where I don't have any like, not like a safety blanket, but if I don't have anyone who kind of knows my deal, then it kind of throws me off a little bit. Like, cause you're right. I'll fuck with people all day and night if I'm comfortable in the situation. Like when we were in college, I would fuck with everybody. That was kind of the deal. If I had, but I don't like Joey, I would have never slung that pepsi cup at through the elevator if i was by myself that's something i would have thought about doing but i'm like you know what i'm gonna do it numbers i think oh go ahead lila that was very rude (laughs) no it was fine i think i'm similar though in terms of like like we brought up autism and i mean it with so much sincerity the amount of people that i've talked to lately on me being concerned that I feel like I'm on the spectrum just because like I do have really bad ADHD. And so that comes with its own things, but I sincerely just feel like I never know how to interact with someone. I don't know if I'm making enough eye contact or if it's too much. I don't know, like, especially when it comes to new people in whether it's like a party situation or a bar I can't tell, like, am I prying and that's being annoying or have I talked too much or too little? And I, I just feel like I stand there and I'm constantly like, what do I do with my hands? What yeah, do, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. It's a consistent thing. Usually yeah. I feel like I'm very consistently, yeah, in the fact that, like, I will reach out to someone after I've interacted with them. It could have been a great day and I will still follow it up with, like, hey, I'm sorry if that was weird. Like, <laughs> and most times you'll be like, no, you're being, no, now you're being weird, but. See, that's the thing is I overthink every fucking thing I do. That's kind of my deal. Literally every th- single thing I do. Because you know what it is? Is because when I see someone do something, I'm programmed because every time when I was a fucking a kid, like we would go to a party and my mom would be like, did you see how many, did you see how many mini quiches like uncle whoever ate at this thing? And they'd like talk about it. And I, and then I watched Seinfeld and curb and like, that's what I grew up on. So I thought literally everybody's insane. So I literally think everybody you double like, dude, I just can't tell when people, I I don't know. So that's the thing. It's just like, 
I think about like what I have said, th- thought something I did was weird. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. I overthink it, but it's lit- It's the Larry David humor. It's the. It's just, and then it's this the, the the whatever my mom Irish Catholic fucking whatever went on in her fucking house growing up. Oh, the Catholic <laughs> created some kind of Catholic guilt gets you like that. I'll tell yeah. That shit is no joke, man. People like, like, it's just no joke. Like, I feel bad I haven't gone to church, and I'm like, why do I feel bad I haven't gone to church? Don't feel bad. What is- oh, it's real, dude. I'm not even Catholic, and I still have, like, second hand, because my whole family is. It's, it's just like, dude, and the thing is, is, you know what it is, too? Is that fucking people, like, every, like, everybody that interacted with like like dude the amount of fucking stupid fights my parents would have with other parents over shit insane not even that they were like in the fault for some of them kids related to you guys as kids or something or just well random? maybe maybe that a little bit but also just that like they had this friend i don't remember whose like parents it was but they weren't invited to go rollerblading with like the other parents like <laughs> or something like that and it literally started a neighborhood civil I'm sorry, Civil that's the War. whitest thing I've heard tonight. They weren't yeah, into no, no, yeah. <laughs> But the amount of nights you then hear them talking shit about it, like, dude, what the fuck is happening? So that's what, like, the problem is, is growing Did you up. hear that Debbie didn't even invite us to the neighborhood rollerblade party? Literally, that's not that's even how a it is. joke. Like and, the thing, and the thing is, it's because we grew up in this small town, but the town's big. But everybody knows each other somehow. You can't oh, okay. escape it. It's like a huge town. So you have this whole fucking – it's literally like the Truman Show, stepping back in the bubble and being like – because, like, dude, some of the times – like, Joe, when we first came back in college and we went to San Diego's and got, like, fucked up those few times, my parents got texts about apparently, like, how we were fucking – like, granted, I was trying to jump over the bar and pour Jaeger shots for myself. But yeah, that, gets that, on, that but... word got around to my parents within within the time of me getting home that night. Bad gas so, travels fast in a small town. And there, everyone's just bored. This was a small town, but it was a huge town. Well, yeah. It's, so Plymouth, Mass is a huge town. It was probably... probably it could be, quote-unquote, a, a city. It's a big, they just never it's did a it. big, small town. It's huge now. Like it's like gone from like I think it was about sixty-seven thousand people when we were kind of younger, and it's like I think they like forty thousand people have come in the last few years. Oh wow! It's like nuts. It's nuts. It's a big town now, but and it's huge. It's literally actually the geographic biggest town on the eastern side of the Mississippi. I'm pretty sure. That's like crazy. Mileage. I know. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also where the pilgrims came. And so we went to the Mayflower and Plymouth Rock and Plymouth Plantation twice a year for about eight years, which was dope um, because nothing ever changed. And yeah, and I like consistency. I do not like change. I felt yeah, exactly. Different. And I was telling you it was too much. <laughs> it's a fucking, it's nuts. And they never put a mini golf, like how nuts is it, Joey, that there's not a fucking mini golf course in Plymouth? That's because, like, every, like, I can't name a single guy our age that didn't play baseball. Like, think about it. Yeah. Like, ev- like that was our thing, is, like, you're, like I s- remember spending, like, every night at MRA, even if I wasn't playing. 
Dude, my dad would have me out. We were raking fields and shit, like out there. And the thing is, is these Gen Z parents, whoever's raising those those little brats, they're fucking. What? No, they're not even Gen Z anymore, right? It's like something else. But whatever the ones who are getting fucking who are in school now, they don't rake fields and shit. I was picking up bottles out in the woods at MRA because you're like both of our dads were on the board, dude, and we'd just be out there on our fucking yeah. Saturday, and that would be our Saturday. Was we were do- I sold more like raffle tickets. Up litter? Yeah, around like these like little league fields like, and like where we played boots. and shit. Yeah. Yeah, oh. dude. I raised enough money for the batting cages myself, like with my with my dad. Like we raised enough money literally for two rows of cages and the rest Why of the why are you only what 24 25 and you sound like one of those old people that's like back in my day we had to work hard because i was breaking fields <laughs> because the fields are shit now so i know none of these fucking parents are making their kids do it you know what i mean like, they don't work hard enough they don't man they don't they don't get it see i have <laughs> we have the right well you're a millennial right you're not a, you're not gen z i think i am technically yes a millennial what year were you born is that rude for me to ask 94. Yeah, you're a millennial. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm actually like dead set as a millennial. And I'm like, I think maybe I could be. Who knows? Yeah, I was going to say, Joey, I think you are, right? 96. I'm 96. So I that's. I think it's like 96. I think it's either 97 or 98. It's like the cutoff for Gen Z. For yeah, Gen I don't know. Z, millennials. Hmm? Wait, what? Hmm? <laughs> I don't know what you said. You know what? Cut, just glaze right on over that. I feel like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, but the other reason is we feel old is because we didn't actually get to graduate college. We just kind of were done. And then, uh, like, now we're working, jo- like, we're working all r- working remote. And now we're almost 25. And do you mean what- because of COVID? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, that made me feel, that makes me feel so much older than we are. Like, we're not that old, but it's just like, I feel like, the last two years have just been fucking like absolute marches, dude. Yeah, it's but been... also quick. It's twenty twenty two already. It's nuts. I was gonna say, I feel like it's crazy to me that it's twenty twenty two. Like, I just can't believe like how much has happened. But at the same time, I feel like maybe like the last year, I feel like things sped up. The first year, it just felt like, oh my god, like when is this gonna end? And oh, dude! I thought it was gonna be all over. Also, am I am I the asshole, or do I not remember finishing? Did we go off on a huge tangent and just not fucking talk about this autistic plan kid? Yes, that is nuts, dude. Cooper's like, but, but back to going. the real no, 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 issue: hold on, hold the on. autistic where, where kid on a plane. You just lost me. Where the hell were we? We were talking about COVID. Am I the asshole? I, I don't know how we got. I don't know how we got from autism to covid that's nuts i don't i'll have to listen back that was fucking great though because i didn't see we whatever we that have was, a good flow i feel like yeah. I'm, I'm we all have ADHD. Is the yeah so here. it stops and goes that's kind of the deal it's a i feel bad because i don't think some people get that for me I, think I haven't even noticed any like stop and flow i feel like we've like been straight vibing and i'm like good for us Oh like yeah, I no, have, it's oh, definitely. normal people like pauses. People without uh people without ADD, I think like they hear it differently cuz some of my friends will be like, "Hey, what's the way? You like just hop all over the place." I'm like, "Yeah." 
What are you going to do? Well, welcome to a day in the life of 80s. This is, this is what my brain does all the time. <laughs> <laughs> this like, is your brain on ADHD. <laughs> like it was, uh, I think it was like Mike or it might have even been Avery, who is also coming on the podcast soon, Avery Quinn, the shameless plug. Um, but he he told me, he's like, oh, I like how when you started a joke, you like started going all over the place and then all of a sudden came back. And I'm like, yeah, dude, that's like, that's not really even like, it's not on purpose. That's just how it just happened. It's <laughs> <laughs> just how my brain works, dude. I can't do it. He's like, I love your very dedicated to your lengthy callbacks. You're like, my what? <laughs> I'm like, oh, sorry. Uh, that's just what I call sentences. <laughs> it's like family guy, like the reverse family guy. Yeah. Dude, every once in a while too I have to say it to Brooklyn too. I'm like I'm like I really try to have an like to keep the conversation flowing normal when we're like and I'm like I just can't. It just sometimes just goes all over the fucking place and I don't know what to do about it. No, I like it feels like we like time traveled and I completely forgot about the autistic in the plane, so that's nuts. Yeah, we were talking about COVID and that's kinda of how the last two years have felt, to be honest with you, that you're kinda of just in it and it's like all these events happening and then you're all of a sudden you step back and you're like, Oh, like things are normal. Like that was that was what weirded me out the most about being on the train the other day, because I've been in crowded places like since. But like being on the train and being in Boston again and being normal, I'm like, this is fucking weird. Like I can't believe it's like nothing I like you had such a different like you have lived in stories for Boston. Yesterday when I went, I think that was only like my third time ever being in Boston. I felt oh. like I had such a magical day. Like it felt like baby's day out. Like I in the morning I had a photo shoot with this photographer that I was super excited to shoot with. Um and then I was like, well, if I'm going to be in the area, I might as well swing by Boston and check it out. I went plant shopping. That was great. And then I went to the Bebop um, for the first thing there. That was really cool. They had, like, live music, too, um, oh, which cool. was just really nice. It was, like, super relaxing. And then I hightailed it down to Somerville, um, and they had another live band. But it was, like, this, like, maybe, I don't know, like, grunge band, but it was absolutely awesome. Um, no, it just felt like this, like, whole, like, movie like day i was like everything's going well and i'm so happy that's the thing people like shit on boston and they're like oh new york is just so much better i'm like boston's great and just a little smaller it's kind of you can kind of have just as magical of an experience except it's way wider a horrible time on the train yeah except when you almost get stabbed but i mean like that's like my dad texted me he's in (laughs) new york city today he's like I want to read what my dad texted me because he texted me this morning out of the blue. And I think it's because he knows that potentially we might be moving to New York for Brooklyn for going to school. And uh-huh. um, so he texted me on the train at NYC. I fucking hate NYC. Dirty, dangerous, crowded, overpriced, dot, dot, dot. Why shouldn't I like it? Going home tonight. Thank God. Unprompted. He just texted me that. We haven't like he hasn't texted me in a week, and that's just the, <laughs> that's just what he texted me. He's dude, he's very opinionated about something. Like, dude, he that reads like a Trump tweet. <laughs> <laughs> he's devolving into it, dude, because like not good, very bad, don't approve, not a huge not yet, fan. <laughs> dot dot dot. Dirty, dirty. <laughs> dude. And I'm like, it's too perfect. I'm like, at the end of the, 
at the end of the day, I kind of agree with him. Like, I hate, like, the overhype about New York. But it's also, like, dude, you go there knowing that. Like, you don't... Like, it's a city. You have as many people that live in our fucking state, basically, live in that fucking one little end of the end of the river, like, peninsula, dude. Everybody fucking lives... Like, it's insane how many people I live in I will say, city. though, I'm part of the problem because I do glamorize it. And I think of all these cool movies I watched growing up where these people have amazing days. And then I go and I just disappoint myself because I do the same shit. I try and go to like Bubba Gump shrimp thing. And then you the, Bubba like, Gump I shrimp do... when you go to New York. Yeah. Cause it's from what? Forrest Gump and it's corny. And I know where it's from. You go, to, yeah. you go to Bubba Gump shrimp when you go to universal dude, when it's like, kind of like, Oh, I'm here for movie stuff. When you go to New York, you gotta go to real, you gotta go to like, there's so many good, like, I am that's such like, a child. I literally like that's the, nuts. Okay, I took I took myself to a fancy lunch yesterday, all by my lonesome. I was very proud of myself. Big adult moment. And then they had an option to get a dessert charcuterie board, which I feel like one like it's already like a look to be like at a fancy bench by myself, whatever. But they had this charcuterie board. And I was so tempted. Like me doing anything by myself unsupervised i think it's just like a bad idea because yeah i will go to new york and i'm like i want to do all the childish things you take me to a restaurant i'm not adventurous i'm getting the like kids meal that i know is tried and true and i want to do all like the corny shit damn i want to do the (laughs) other stuff too but like someone needs to like prompt me because otherwise i'm like i'm gonna go for the flashy thing like if i go to a casino i'm definitely I'm definitely attracted to all, like, the slot machines that are all light up and shit. See, the only reason I don't, like, I, I don't go to casinos because I don't think I'll ever stop. If I, like, if that, that's why, I like, even in Connecticut, I can bet on sports, and I don't. Because if I bet on sports, I will never stop. Because if I win the first time I do it, because every time I've gone to the horse track with my dad, I win one of the first few races, and I make, like, fucking 100 bucks. And then I go all day. I'm generous. Like, I'll fucking tip the person I'm doing because I'm like, oh, I'm riding a good train. Going to keep the karma rolling. I'm betting. I don't realize it's the 10th race. And all of a sudden, I'm back to how much money I had at the beginning. I never lose money gambling, which is good. But I also try to operate at a zero debt lifestyle. That's why, like, half the reason I'm scared to, like, use credit more is I don't want to, like, I just like knowing how much money I have. And I'm comfortable having that much money. See, I... I'm almost the opposite. Lately, I've been switching to trying to use just cash because I feel like it makes me more noticeable or like it makes me notice more like what I'm doing because then I'm watching this tangible thing disappear. Like oh, I that's why I look at my so, app. What? I check my online banking app maybe used, 15 times a day. I used to every single day and I just have been so busy lately. Where I'm like, I don't even want to like risk that. If I have cash, I don't think about it. Cash is cash for me is um not real. Like I don't think I'm spending it if I have it. Like I don't care. Like it's just like but oh, this paper. I mean, that's like the beauty of it in a way because like one. Well, I yeah, but I don't want to spend money. Like... <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of I'm kind of slightly over the like I don't know I just hate spend like especially now like every time you leave the house it's like cost me 50 bucks somehow i had to put fucking 20 bucks of gas in my car the other day for what i had to do i had to get my registration done it's like every day it's just like i'm not even doing anything i'm losing money hate it but you know what i need to invest in dogecoin 
I have no idea what that is. Is that like I don't either. Bitcoin I don't know what I know. No, Dogecoin is a joke coin that like a few people, including people at Barstool, like hyped up and then sold and is back down to like zero. And basically, if you had it at the begin at the beginning, then you were good. Oh, okay. It's useless now. It's like it has like Joe. You know crypto. I don't know anything about crypto. It's another thing I refuse to kind of learn about. Yeah, no, Dogecoin is kind of this thing that people. It's kind of like a like there's other cryptos that have like actual technology behind them, and this one has nothing. And that's kind of the joke, where it's like it's just worth what people will pay for it, and that's kind of all they're going off of. And that's kind of the joke. And it's kind of like a oh, works, a little bit. Type thing. Well, yeah, that's good. That's yeah. Because it was a pyramid scheme that people. I don't think up. anyone notable actually invested into it. It was just kind of like a joke, like money isn't real, Dogecoin type thing. Money people are so real. dumb with money. Like, who? How much money do people have and are willing to spend that they're willing to spend it on memes? Like, what is wrong with our fucking generation? <laughs> on memes. Like, dude, it was just for dumb people. <laughs> like, I like, hate I'm spending sure money for food. But, like, I don't think anyone, like, maybe the Barstool guys did, but, like, everyone just kind of talked about it and no one actually had it. And that's when it collapsed, really. Hmm. Dude, I don't know. I I didn't make any money on cryptocurrency, according to life. I did not make any money. So, but if I did, it was not enough for me. I just couldn't get into crypto. It just, like, I don't know. I just... Because, like I said, I stress about shit. So I'll if I like say put in fifty bucks to something, I'm gonna like fifty dollars to me is still fifty dollars. Like it's still real money. So like like if I'm at the point where I can throw away a couple hundred bucks and it just be like what like the feeling of me throwing away fifty dollars now. That's when I'll start investing in crypto and stupid shit like that. And I'm gonna we should honestly start our own. Uh, cryptocurrency and call it cooped up coin dude and um that was so you... quick i like that yeah no we also have uh we also um have a music festival that we're promoting and we're gonna have a ton of huge artists like everybody's favorite artists and everyone's just needs to pay us the the money in advance and we promise that it will be great music in a cool place and we'll have a campground set up and ready for you and it'll be a whole like thing but you have to give us two thousand dollars first <laughs> so that's also coming up cooped up fest dude is coming up so get ready for that and you can you you can get in if you give buy two thousand cooped up coin so keep that in mind everybody cooped up coin is more valuable than the dollar so stay stay tuned up coin. Stable. cooped up coin is stable it's the most stable coin on the market and it's gonna go higher than the moon like Why are we Saturn. bringing it back to Trump statements between like your dad's text, not good, dirty? You're like the best, the biggest. It's gonna be I huge. To fill, I was trying to fill time until I got the phone open because I really want to hear about this autistic kid on the plane. I keep looking. Gonna be great. I am a 19 year old female who is traveling alone on an 11 hour flight today, and the guy in his 20s question mark is in the same row as me. I am exhausted because I only got four hours of sleep before this flight. So I could sleep on the plane because I could sleep on the plane. But this guy, we'll call him C, keeps trying to make conversation. C starts off by telling me he's autistic. And then he's asking me if I like K-pop. 
and he keeps non-stop talking and rarely gives me a chance to speak. Shit, dude, this is fucking... I need to take a test. And This is brutal. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening? I, I, what, what is this? I tried to be polite. Reading. I'm reading. I'm not good at reading. <laughs> it's really small. I tried to be polite because I have ADHD and I understand how social cues like are listening difficult. I to a kid learn how to read. And then I went to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah guess what lila the episode's cut we're cutting this whole fucking episode <laughs> it's gone no but anyway i read faster in my head i don't read out loud anymore because who do i read like i'm gonna be honest with you you don't have to buy, Cooper. i know reading you don't out know loud is reading out loud i dreaded it i hate it because mm-hmm. i get i read faster than i can talk How so then it's like reads? broke up shut up <laughs> I'll learn the ad read and then I'll fucking know. And I'll also, they'll, they'll have to allow me to do what Bill Burr does and get just talk about nonsense for 15 minutes and then be like, well, that's the ad. And <laughs> they're just going to have to deal with it. I try to be polite, have ADHD, understand social cues. Um, so he probably can't tell that I'm in a, not in the mood. Over the course of 20 <laughs> minutes, I'll see maybe five times I want to sleep, but I put my headphones on. Each time C begins speaking. So, oh my God, you know, what, you know what someone told me today, by the way, I'm not going to say where it was, but someone brought up to me how they had a miscarriage and I was like, what the fuck are you, are you talking about Cooper? Yeah, You've someone, wanted nothing. Someone, isn't that nuts? No, no, no. Before I forget, I just thought about that. Something that <laughs> I would, insane. I like, I wouldn't tell a stranger that, but anyway. I hate you so much. You wanted to talk about this kid. This is yesterday. so long. I didn't expect it to be this long. At the end of the day, she's the asshole. She probably shouldn't talk to the autistic kid. Um, but whatever. You're like, now back am I the asshole the for telling oh my, my son God. to? Ca- am I the asshole for telling my son to cancel his wedding? What? How did we even get to that? There's I'm so reading, many. No, I'm things. reading the other Maybe ones. This must be autistic guy. Well, no, because it's so long. Here's the thing, and you guys kept on making fun of my reading, so I got really sensitive that. about it. You made such a big stink of it, and then you just drop it and go into something else with no context. And by the way, someone told me they had a miscarriage. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> yeah, shit. Sorry, it's nuts. I might cut, cut the miscarriage thing just in case. But <laughs> well, I get what I get. What you're for like, all the listeners, of. we are not laughing at miscarriage. I can find, they took. You know what it was, dude. They, they they fucking took the autistic thing down. I'm looking for it. It's gone. It's because gone. they realized you were having too trouble, like too much trouble reading it. Reading like, you know it, what? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for him. <laughs> I'm really for screaming at my sister and making her cry in front of everyone because she took part in this prank with my ex. Um, that's boring. Also, I mean, like if, if the ex was an ex at that point, hell yeah, I'd be pissed. Dude. Yeah, the, the yeah, kick my boyfriend out of the car in the middle of our road trip. Kind of want to know what happened there. Yo, everyone who's on here, how we? What are we doing about dating? How okay? How do we feel about? Yeah, Joey, how are we doing about dating? Oh, it's brutal, dude. It's is it not like? <laughs> it's miserable. Of... <laughs> half it of me seems... is loving it. Half of me is hating it. There's Can I be so honest much. With you? Like... Yeah. Hello. I'm not a single guy. I'm trying to word this nice. I feel like at the end of the day. The being single for a girl is f- more fun for the beginning part of it than it is for a guy. That's just my thing because you guys are way more so. Like it's just hard. I I don't blame you, Joey. It just seems miserable hearing everybody talk about it, even at the open mics. 
It just sounds miserable the to get even is, someone like, to I interact with you. The, like, I don't even have the loneliness. Like, it's more of a social obligation that I should be. And But once <laughs> that loneliness kicks in eventually, I feel like it's going to be just a nightmare. Oh, I couldn't imagine. Well, more than it's, more just, it's such a tricky balance because if you're just enjoying your time, then you're just enjoying your time. But yes, there's yeah. this picture that you should be dating. And then by the time that loneliness kicks in, it's almost like this, I feel like people can smell it off of you. And they're like, oh, no. I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, loneliness is tough. Because that's the thing. Oh. It's like it's like if you, like, if it's the winter and you, like, put on a little too much, like, winter winter fat a little bit. Well, and then eventually it becomes, becomes spring and it's, like, too hard to dig yourself out at that point. And I feel like that's, like, that's going to hit me in maybe, hopefully, five years. I feel like that's when I'll finally feel lonely but who knows really? maybe you're that home. stable that you're like maybe five years maybe in five I'm, years i'm like that unstable i think yeah. i think it's either <laughs> way that's an interesting way to uh sell yourself joe uh, is that you're on un- <laughs> you're interestingly <laughs> unstable ladies ladies if you're listening <laughs> joey where i do you like yourself in five years at the brink of being <laughs> unstable to a risk that he needs to be unlonely. <laughs> no, five five's like a uh, that's an optimistic. Maybe if I have something going up. Maybe I get a dog in three, and that kind of pushes it off a little bit. Oh, maybe we'll see. My thing is, it it seems like the effort. Like like I just simply can't imagine having to put that much effort into just existing on a day-to-day basis. Not Cooper talking to like two people that are not loving dating life. You're like, you know what, you guys, I could not tolerate. Yeah, dude, you, I'm not, dude, I'm saying, no, I'm saying that as like, I'm saying that, no, I'm saying that as an empathetic thing. Like I couldn't, I couldn't do it right now. I think that would be nuts. (laughs) And it just seems like the environment in general to do it. The pandemic gave an excuse. Like, Oh, what am I going to do? I can't go out. So it's like, all right. Yeah. Like I'm fine. I'm I'm dating apps, man. I'm having the opposite, though, because when the pandemic kicked off, I was still married at the time. And I'm pretty sure, like, the divorce rate, I believe, was already climbing over, like, 50%. And I think the pandemic really kicked that up because you're just suddenly, like, in a bubble. Like, oh, for sure. For sure. Like, any problems that you had before were going to be, like, highlighted and just, I don't know. So, for me, I could, I was itching. I was so excited. I mean, not only for I can't believe for the pandemic to be over because it's not, but like now I feel like I'm, I think I was already socially awkward, but now I feel like everyone is as awkward as, as me. And I'm like, it's my time to shine. It's my time. (laughs) Like I can play it off. Everything weird I do, I can play off as an excuse and be like, it's cause I was, I was stuck inside. That's why I said that. That's why I did that. (laughs) Yeah. You only got a little bit more of that buffer before it's going to be like, (laughs) We've been outside for a bit now. <laughs> yeah. Well, she has no filter. Oh, you know, yeah. It's also because the pandemic. Definitely not naturally myself. <sighs> I actually, I actually, yeah, I can't remember what else no, to say. Totally yeah, the same way. Like coming out of the pandemic, I guess we're still in it, like you said. And I don't want to jinx it, but it was like, all right, here we go. Everyone's gonna be getting ready to go. Everyone's a little bit crazy from being inside. Like everyone's been the bar's been lowered. I feel like it's it, it didn't actually happen. Dude, I can tell you one, I can tell you one thing. 
I feel like the reason the bar hasn't been lowered is that everyone realizes how fucking crazy people are. Because so I think everybody, like, my thing is, and here's my thought, is some people need to go out consistently. And I'm not saying it's a that, bad thing, but they need to be socializing consistently. And people who didn't do that, and, like, like I think people realize, like, holy shit, I'm low-key well, kind of fucking... I think there's genuine extroverts, but I also like, I think I'm, I think it's a scale. There's like introverts, there's extroverts, and then there's something in between. And I feel like I fall somewhere in between, but more towards an extroverted side. But I also with like my own fun mental health problems, am a hundred percent one of those people that needs to fill my time. Like the idea of sitting still and being like, wow, it takes some time to yourself. Do a whole just day by yourself, but also just stay inside. Like I, even if I have a day to myself, I'm going to do something. Like the whole day of Boston, like, if people can't talk, I'm panicking. I'm panicking immediately. Like, I am I can have a fun day. Like, yesterday, I just planned this whole fun day for myself. That was awesome. But if a bunch of plans fell through and it was raining and I had to be inside by myself the whole day, nope, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel that. See, I'm a lot more, like, I w- like being, like, out going out in public and stuff like that but i also like kind of just i don't need to uh, all the time you know what i mean i'm more of a i'm more definitely a little more introverted especially at this point just because like i don't know i don't necessarily always need to go out but i i get why like i get why people do i i for a while was like that i needed to go out all the time well even if not going out i'm like the weirdo that's like even if we don't go out can i coexist near you like the times that I'm not is probably like if I'm on my own, I'm still using some sort of weird coping. So like my phone, my God, I have to work on being not being on my phone too much because I mean, some of it I'm doing work stuff. I'm editing videos or I'm doing flyers or whatever the case may be, but also it's just TikToks and it's aimless. Some of it's really fun. I think inspirational, but it's also like, I don't want to sit with my thoughts. Like you think I'm a lot. I think I'm a lot. I don't want to deal with that. I see. Now I feel bad. I don't, I didn't say you were a lot in a bad way. I'm just oh no 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 I just you know like I feel like I have so much energy all the time and I need to go somewhere yes see the thing is too is I'm fine chilling poke up what are you saying I can't hear you quiet guy I'm not saying anything you know what's crazy poke up is I asked you how big your yard was and you didn't answer me earlier and also uh you've had a house for like a year and you've never thrown a housewarming party nor invited me house is ugly dude I'm fixing I don't give a fuck about the house poke up yeah, I don't give a fuck about what your house looks like. I want to come to your house. Now I'm coming to your house. He's like, I don't even care that you have a house or that's for yours. I just want to party. And why wasn't I invited? I don't invited? even need a party. I don't even need a party. I just want to spend time with you, Prokop, and see what your oh. yard looks like. And just get a little okay. bit of the perspective. I like, what I want to see your little, like your little uh, hole in the wall there you got down there. Okay. But like, after uh, the garden. It's like halfway there. You can come and see it now. Uh, I'm, I also you, don't want to come. When do you want to come down? Okay. I was joking, but broke up. I didn't want to actually invite myself over, but I just thought it was funny how like we've been doing a podcast together, and you've you don't you don't want to hang out with us. So. Why did you set the poor I do, man you up never like that, me, bro? He's been silent this whole <laughs> show. Uh, yeah, that's kind of see. I feel bad because when we stream and stuff too, we get mad at Prokop every once in a while just because it's 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 because that's how we show love. 
we get mad at like, people. I'm so, you know what? I'm finally being appreciated. You know what, Cooper? I will have a house where I would love you. No, I didn't mean that shit, man. No. No, I actually do want to come that broke up. We can definitely we, we can definitely hang he out. He doesn't. He's lying to you. We can golf or something. Yeah, we can do it. We can do it. You know who else? You know who else we need to get involved, dude? Chef Dan Wood, dude. We need Chef Dan Wood yeah. involved. He needs to get a he, real mic so we can I need to not even a mic. his restaurant and I like I need like I'm not bringing Aaron. Yeah, so. you can't go you either have to bring two friends like I'll come if like I'm up there one time you do it but or you can bring a date dude that's we need to get next time we get fucking primarily why I want a date is to go to this restaurant because I heard it's great yeah I don't have I don't have the confidence it's Mediterranean it's Mediterranean food Lila oh wait where where is this it's in Boston uh one of our buddies he started cooking like kind of right before the pandemic right broke up and then yeah, he's like no, yeah. he's like a sous chef now that's awesome i used to be a pastry chef that's cool i like restaurants i want to check it pastry out yeah foodie. speaking of pastry chefs we had a we had a someone who's uh connected with a great pastry chef and takes donations and that's mr ronnie patron dude patron patron morales and you can go check out his thing, Pastry Chefs, but it's like, uh, it's ele- let's, let's just say it's elevated baking. Let's just say it's that. Go check it out. But You used to be a pastry chef, Lila? Where did you, yeah. that, where, so, like in a professional or just like self-proclaimed? Yeah, yeah. So originally I went to University of Hartford Art School for art and music. And then I switched gears. I went to culinary school. So after that, I um, worked in mainly like fine dining places. Um, yeah, no, it was awesome. Uh, and then I did like the weird get married and what? What would would you say your, your specialty was as a a pastry chef? I really liked deconstructed desserts. I think that was fun. I know a lot of people feel iffy Mm -hmm. about that, but honestly, I also really liked making ice cream for those plated desserts. I liked like focusing on good ingredients, um, but throwing a little bit of a twist in there. Um, yeah, we had at this one place I worked, um, it was like a planned black forest cake, but we took an ice cream base and kind of mixed it with kind of like a cake base. We would put it in these little Tupperware container looking things and put it in a cryovac, cryovac, am I thinking the wrong word? A sous vide? We put it in something. I'm pretty sure it's a crab. I don't know. It's this thing, this box you put it in. And essentially, you put this like cold liquid in and it puffs it up. And then we would freeze it like that. So it would come out looking like this weird, well, I feel like not weird, but like this cool, um, very natural shaped sponge looking thing. And then we would have like these little chocolate vines that we would make and a buttermilk mm-hmm. ice cream with like a nasturgeon, um, nasturtium. Hello, I'm forgetting all my words. Um, little oil that we would make so it sounds weird it's it sounds weird but it was really good it was just a really fun dish to put together and i i like the idea that like at the end of a meal you get something that's fun that's also an experience because that like that's one of the last things that you're taking away from the meal like if everything's great but the dessert is really mediocre there's a chance that that's left yeah it ruins it if the dessert like whatever you have last in it like, cause that's what like dessert can also save the meal. Yeah, sometimes. like if if something was like mediocre, but like the dessert was great, and especially too, if you had like really good service, like that just makes a complete experience, you know? Yeah, dude. Like 
the one, one I still talk about it all the time. The Brooklyn and I went to this place in San Diego that like was like a Michelin, Michelin star quality level restaurant. And dude, we showed up. We we're like one of the last reservations of the night, and they like just were probably getting rid of stuff that like was gonna go bad anyways. But they like hooked it up, dude. Like bone marrow, like fucking Ooh. beef tartare thing with quail eggs and shit. But like the, I can't remember what the dessert was exactly but it was two of the craziest desserts i've ever had in my life one of them was a deconstructed something it was like nuts but which again i while that's something i personally really enjoy doing i also have just like a lot of respect if someone can do i call it like i don't want to say like home cooking but just something where because i i've had the opposite experience too something can look great and then not taste good and like that's such a shame like why put all that effort in if it's not going to taste good um but like i love like something like a peach crumble, like something simple where it's just, it's wholesome, it tastes great, you know, yeah. doesn't matter if it looks like what it looks like. I <laughs> wish I liked peaches. We're actually just doing like a food podcast instead. We, you, when we first started this podcast, it was all snacks for about the first 15 episodes. That was half I of our fucking started this. I started this coming in about burgers and I was like, let me finish with dessert. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. What's what everyone's favorite mean? dessert? Let's let's just delve delve into this. Favorite dessert? Yeah. Mm. What do you say? What's like type of dessert? I guess if you don't have any like specific one. I fuck with cookies heavy. Really? And that, if a, a crazy good cookie, but I, that wouldn't be what I get like at a restaurant. I'm saying like that's something like if I like. Well, I, gotta, I don't know, because, like, restaurants, I feel like you're kind of forced into one or two things, no matter yeah, what. Yeah, exactly. I think ice cream is probably the go-to. But ice cream. I, I love it. I the idea of ice cream and, like, getting a sundae and putting all the toppings on it. But then in reality, one, I'm lactose intolerant, which I don't really care about. I'll still mess up my life for that. But I don't know. I like the aesthetic of it, but I'm not a huge ice cream person, nor a candy person, which, like, I'm not, like, super slim. I got some, like, I got some cute little chubs, but, like, mainly savory stuff. Like, like I was a pastry chef, but I don't know. If I'm going to go, if I'm going to do dessert, I want something that's, like, maybe, like, a like mini cheesecake with some, like, cute oh, garnish and a nice sauce. Or, like, yeah, some sort of cake or, like, sport thing with, like, multiple components. Because, again, like, at least if you're getting, like, a whole friggin' plated dessert. Or, oh, you know what I like? A really good creme brulee. Oh, Which, dude. Creme brulee. I will say, if I had to say I hated making something, I hated making creme brulee. Because I had this one restaurant that it wasn't even on our menu. And this is just part of the game. And, like, just like everything else in life, I will do it. Like, I'll do what I need to do. But wasn't even on the menu. And we had some guests come in. And she really wanted creme brulee. And, like, that is not a quick dessert to make. Like, you need to full double boil, like, boil that. It's just, it's a lot of work. And didn't matter. She didn't want anything on the menu. So my chef, like, had me whip that up really quick, even though it's not really quick. So it's just stressful. And then at this other restaurant, because it was one of the main desserts that they're, like, known for, like, almost all of their restaurants serve it. It was just, like, so many every single day. But I am a sucker for it. Like, if I go out somewhere, I'm probably getting that. So I'm probably annoying the person making it who's also sick of making it. Who? Yeah. My tangent on creme brulee. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever had creme brulee, to be honest. Creme brulee. What? You haven't had like the little custard thing in like 
You know, like the brown sugar. Yeah. I'm low class. I don't. There's. Shut up, Joey. <laughs> There's no way you <laughs> haven't had one. one. That's crazy. No, I swear to God, I It's one of those I things really that. Like burned, it, it's right? one of those things. I feel bad, Joe, because I don't want to, like, dox you right now, but you are from an Irish family, so I don't feel like you got cultured enough to try a nice, cool, like, you wouldn't ever order creme brulee. You'd look at it and be like, that's French, fuck you. That's what I feel like. I was never allowed to get dessert at a restaurant. Well, yeah, we rarely did, too. My parents were Dairy Queen people. If we were in a fucking 25-mile radius of Dairy Queen, they would go out of their way. Mine was a Briars at home. That's all I got. Yeah, that happened oh, once in a while, too. Yeah. Briar slaps, though. That's that's at least the good, like... Yeah, but they only got mint chip, so I never had anything I, else. I liked, uh, dude, my parents loved the mocha chip. Oh, but mocha they, chip is good, though. And then my my dad would get the Brigham's uh, peppermint stick. Oh, that's Ooh. another good one. That's like dude, an old person one. You said it's an old person one? Peppermint stick? Yeah. I love. <laughs> I like the chocolate sprinkles. See, that was something that I had a. Also, by the way, growing up, just it's a New England thing, so I'm not feel bad saying it. Like it's chocolate jimmies. I didn't realize what it was until I like got to like high school, and I'm like, it's uh, not something. Really yeah, I had sprinkles. <laughs> yeah, like that's just something like I, I mean, never like, ever would have. I went to an ice cream shop. Like that was what they set up on that's the board. That's what they called it. That was on the board. Yeah, like it, it still pretty much is. Like if you're going around places in New England, but. I've I stopped saying it, chocolate but if you put those, dude, there's just oh yeah, chocolate jimmies instead of you, you, you just I say just chocolate sprinkles now too. Oh, yeah, because because it's uh, I did it's, I did for a little bit, but only because I'm such a poser. Because my mom was from New Jersey, and she she didn't even grow up saying it. I think she said it once, and then I just latched onto it. I was like, I'm gonna be different and call it that, and then I would make kids feel weird. Like I was like. For some reason, bully them and be like, "What? You don't call it Jimmy's? Then you aren't cool. You don't. You don't get it. Then." Which like everybody I know fucking knew it. <laughs> like they, they all said it. That's like what it is. So my I, idea. Was I, honest, I don't think my family knew it because, like, I told them and they didn't believe me. No, like, no, no, I did this. I, I did the same thing. They're like, "What?" I'm like, "Cause I said, can I have chocolate sprinkles too?" And like, my mom was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, chocolate sprinkles, mom." And she's like, "What do you mean?" Yeah, and I explained I said- it to her, and she's like, "Oh." <laughs> so, like at the end of the day, that's one of those things you don't th- like. At the end of the day, because you don't like, if you don't know going in, you're just saying that without fucking knowing. Yeah, it's just a funny word. Like, yeah, I always, dude. I even as a kid though, I question. I'm like, why do they call it that? I think they never put the two to two together. I think there's an old form of sprinkles where there's like powder sprinkles where it's more like sh- like candied sugar or something like that or colored sugar, and then Jimmy's are the little like creamy sticks. What there's also dude. Is. is that like a candied little cream stick? It's it's like powder consolidated. Dude, there's just yeah. There's this place in where, like, I, I lived the first few years of my life, like, until I was, whatever, four when we moved. And these fucking things, they, it's called Crescent Ridge. And these, these, these little fucking, they're little, like, literally chocolate chips, but they're the thinnest sprinkles ever, dude. They're tiny, but they're, like, real chocolate. It's not, like, fucking garbage, like, processed plastic shit. 
and they put a scoop on the bottom and then they put the ice cream and it's a fucking ton of ice cream and then they put a fucking another layer of fucking the chocolate sprinkles dude and it is off this fucking planet <laughs> good it's one of my it's probably one of the best ice creams i've ever had in my entire life and i've had some good ice cream <sighs> can't beat it also, i'm laughing at like how much of a roller coaster this whole show has been and i like it so much because that's just like how my brain works well dude oh. yeah it is I feel dude it is i feel that like that flow do you have yeah, to... Yeah, you got to get out of here, right, Lila? Yeah, I got to go be cute now. Oh, well, have fun. Dude, see, Joey's Joey's back at his parents in his attic, dude. And Lila's dating going out in the town, so... I'm not back I'm, I'm trying to thing. do my thing. I'm a single lady. As you should, dude. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Joey, as you should, be up in the attic. Yeah, fuck you, dude. I just came here. <laughs> no, I know. Joey's living in his own. He's got a great place in fucking Dorchester, dude. And we're we're gonna do another in person podcast soon. Lila, thank you again for coming on. Uh, if you got gotta run, you you I'll I'll just wrap up once you're gone. But thank you, Lila, so much for coming on. Appreciate it. I will see you around at one of the probably Mo's mic next week. I'm 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 gone tomorrow, so I'm not doing a mic. Sweet. And yeah, thank you so much for having me. I was so excited. Good, absolutely. You're my brother. I absolutely love you. You're doing great things. I'm excited. Thank you. Appreciate you. You as well. All the shows coming up, we'll put out. I'll, if you like, even put like a fancy doc that had all those dates, I'll put it as like one of the things on Instagram. And uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Thanks for coming on and wrapping up stuff. What else do we got going on? Um, fuck. Next I week. Right <laughs> what do you Sorry. say? <laughs> I just looked in the mirror and was like, "Wow, I look juicy." But you know what? <laughs> yeah, that's a good. That's a good mindset going in. Gonna go, yeah. Go with confidence. I'm a confident grease ball. It's fine. <laughs> I'm Mexican. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Not me, like Lila. Wonderful to have you. I'm greasy. I'm, <laughs> all right. Well. <laughs> Normally the music would play off, but now I'm purposely going to extend the conversation. Oh my god, please let the trail off or just like the promo. I'm greasy. I'm like, I'm greasy. I wouldn't want it any other way.